Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Hola, amigos. It is Thursday, April the 16th. This is Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. Chris. And we have got a lot to discuss today. Good gracious. Lots of topics today. You know, other days this week, we've had to curate topics. We've had to come up with different ideas to discuss. Uh, Today, that is not the case. Lots going on in the world of sports, and uh, and we are pretty pumped about it. Uh, We'll start off uh, by discussing uh, a loss on the day. One of our, I don't know that I would say our favorite actors because we didn't watch a ton of the stuff that he was in, but he was Chris Farley's dad in yeah, Tommy Big Boy. Tom Callahan. Big Tom Callahan. And in uh, Brian Denny, he passed away today, 81 years old. He was a Tony Award winning actor, uh, did Broadway, did all sorts of different stuff. He was in the, what was it, the producers? He was in, I mean, just a ton of stuff. That's um, right. He was incredibly well known, very well versed, very well. What what's the what's the proper term here? Um, he knew what he was doing. We'll say yeah, he was that. a thespian, man. Yeah, you he got was that a professional. Right. He was definitely that. Uh, and and watching him, of course, with you know Chris Farley and and all of that was fantastic. So I think uh, you know some of these losses that we get. And this was not. I don't believe this was a COVID. I don't death. think it was COVID. I yeah. think I think it was just he was eighty one years away. old. And, yeah. and I think he got everything out of life that he wanted to get out of it. And that's exactly what we need. You know, it, that's right. if, if I die when I'm 81 and I have accomplished as much as he did, I'm, I'm going to feel really good, you know. And so that's, uh, that's a shame to see him go. But, uh, but also, you know, we're going to celebrate him and whatnot. I'm going to watch Tommy Boy uh, either, either tonight or this weekend. And, uh, and, you know, just think back. You know, we, we lost the two big characters out of that movie. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. But, again, celebration. Cheers to Brian Dennehy, of course. Get my drink in. So, we'll move on from that. We can talk some sports now. Lots, lots, lots going on. Michael already jumps in. He said, what's up, fellas? He's on Twitch. Matt said, sup. Um, Let's talk about Jalen Green. That is the, the big topic of the day. Consensus top three basketball recruit. He now he was at number one in some of the services. He was number two in others. Three at maybe one of them, but all in all, he was expected to go to college and he was going to be a a program changing type of player. Said that he would have gone to Memphis, but he has picked the G League instead. Now, all that we had heard in the past was you go to the G League, you're making. Maybe a hundred grand, maybe less. And the idea initially was this is really a difficult spot for you to develop and to get drafted the next year if you're going to do this. Because they've talked about players doing this in the past. 
guys come in, go to the G League, and then go and be drafted by whatever team, but you are playing against guys that are fighting for their career. You are you are playing against guys that are older, that have been around the block, and that were the talented high school kid that was going to come up and, and be drafted, right? Now, they're changing it up a little bit. What we have found out, thanks to Jonathan Gavoni and uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, all of these guys, the G League is setting up a developmental team that is on now typically the league schedule G League teams play 50 something games whatever it is now this team is going to play against some of those G League teams but is only going to play like 20 something games a year and these kids that come in this way are going to make north of 100 or sorry north of $500,000 if they get offered a deal from the G League Jalen Green is going to be making significantly more than that from what we understand, yep. uh, this developmental team was put together by uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. And they are going to use this to get kids into the NBA. Now, it's a little strange that they're doing it this year because all the rumors are that starting in 2021, they're just going to let kids be drafted out of high school back into the NBA. They were going to change the CBA. I think, I think a lot of the teams would rather it happen this way. Because yep. if we think back of when we were able to draft high school kids, we all remember Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, uh, Garnett. We all remember Kobe. <laughs> we remember those guys. LeBron. But we don't remember the, development. the slew of kids that teams wasted draft picks on and just washed out. Kendrick it Perkins. destroyed a lot of franchises. Yep. It really hurt a lot of franchises. Um and Everybody some of them ended up being fine. For, the for but, a kid that's, yeah. you know, barely 18 years old. Monte Ellis, uh, I mean, there were just a ton of them, man. And they were all coming in and, and decided that uh, I want to go on and get paid. And some of them had really good careers, and a lot of them, uh, we don't even remember their names because they, they just they didn't I pan think out. Most organizations, now, if you've got the LeBrons, the Kobe's, the KG's, then, then they're going to stand out. You're going to know that. But you're not swinging for the fence for a guy like that. You're 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 just going to let them go to the G League. Yeah. And you know the reason the G League has to up the price of what they're paying guys is because we know this from the FBI investigations and things coming out about college basketball is is these kids are making a couple hundred grand to go to college yeah. for one year. Uh, uh, Michael jumped in and said Tracy McGrady. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a ton good. of T Mac was real good, but. We remember their names because they were great. Yeah. We, I, I'm, I'm telling you, if you go back and relook at a lot of those early drafts, there were a lot of dudes that came out of high school that weren't very good at all. Didn't last in the league very long. Teams wasted assets, roster spots, um, money, salary cap. You know, the organization tried to groom them, but they're 18. And yeah. it's just tough. It's just really tough. That's, I'm trying to Google uh, – every high school player ever drafted. It's um, hard to do. You probably should have done that prep beforehand. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Uh, Michael said, speaking of recruits, uh, do either of you know what's going on with Zachary Evans? Maybe a topic for another show, just curious. Uh, it, nobody knows what's going on with Zach Evans. He signed a letter of intent, and now this is football talk. He signed a letter of intent with Georgia. Georgia then said they didn't want him. Then there was all this talk about maybe he goes to LSU, maybe he goes to Ole Miss, etc. The issue is people don't know if they can get him in school, for one. 
Uh, the other side is he's got a ton of character issues. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a behavior problem. I mean, just everything else. Now, he is talented. As all, and There's a reason he's a five-star. I mean, it, he's ridiculously talented. But uh, nobody knows whether or not they really want to deal with him. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, we, nobody knows well, right now where he's going to go. Because he doesn't have to, like, commit or anything like that. He can show up on anybody's campus at this point and sign with them because Georgia let him out of his letter of intent. So yeah, that's uh that's the deal with that. Um, all right. So here's I've, there's 44 kids that have ever been drafted out of high school. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, they've got a ranking of these guys, but it's really only like the top, you know, eight maybe that you're really going to know. Uh, number one was LeBron James. Number two, Kobe Bryant. Three, Kevin Garnett. Four, Dwight Howard. Five, Tracy McGrady. Six, Amari Stoudemire. Seven, Monta Ellis. Uh, eight was Lou Williams. And then you start getting into the ones that you don't really know. Now, right. So, so eight yep. of the 44. Yeah. Richard Lewis was nine. Jermaine O'Neal was 10. Al Jefferson, 11. Uh, now, these guys all had, I mean, they made major money. Uh, Daryl Dawkins was 12. Josh Smith, 13. Al Harrington, 14. Andrew Bynum, 15. Forgot about him. Uh, Reggie Hardy. He was a bust. Yeah. J.R. Smith. I didn't even remember that he came out of high school. Um, He's old. Yeah. Eddie Curry came out of high school. Obviously, he had uh, medical issues. Darius Miles. Gerald Green. um, Tyson Chandler. Andre Blatch. C.J. Miles. Sean Livingston. Uh, Sebastian Telfair. Oh man, you remember Sebastian Telfair, right? That's, I mean, his highlight reel was ridiculous. But either way, you get through these and it's just like, okay. Like, now the good thing is they came out of high school and they made money and they might have been exposed had they gone to college, right? But here's the problem. All right, that's good for them. But they also did not develop. But if you're the owner of the league, if you're the general manager of the team, if you're the coach, yeah, it's not good. You wasted a year. Of 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 a roster spot, a season, salary cap, all of these all of these assets that are valuable to this team, you know, this isn't football where you've got a you know a a sixty something man roster with the practice squad and all this other stuff. No, you're you're limited on how many people you got in basketball, and you're wasting them on shots in the dark on high school kids. Yeah, and you got no clue are they going to pan out or not. I, I think it's very interesting that the NBA is doing this, and I think if they are setting up this developmental team for the G League, what they're doing is is saying, you know what, I know that it was rumored, I know we were talking about it, but we're not going to allow kids to be drafted out of high school yet. Like, if they want to go this route and not have to go to school, then they can do it if we think that they are ready enough to be in the G League. Yeah. But, I mean, how many are actually going to be you know, G League worthy, right? Like, that's that's kind of the big deal. So, I mean, we'll see. It's very interesting. I, I, I found it odd that he would announce, like, you know, if I was going to college, I was going to Memphis. Yeah, it, seemed, it just sounds very strange. It's, if I was going to do something, I would have done this. That Nope, nobody really cares because you're not. Yeah. You care what you're doing, not what your intentions to do was. The uh, His father said that he was, uh, they would have been going through you know, uh, tournaments and all this kind of... Uh, he was at Prolific Prep, so he would have been playing in state tournaments and all this different stuff uh, if there was a postseason, if it had not been for COVID-19. But because of COVID-19, it gave them the time to sit down and really go over options and whatnot. 
Uh, because otherwise, if it hadn't been for this pandemic, he would have been going to college. Uh, but he had more time to really think about what he was going to do and really research his options. And because of that, he decided he was going to go. I mean, I don't know about that either. It's easy to say that now. I'm just going by what they they said. But the other thing is, is the G League just put together this developmental league thing recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, they haven't even announced it. It wasn't a thing for him to go do. Yeah. They they haven't even announced it officially. Like, it's it's crazy. So, you know, that's that's the only issue with, with what, you know, this this option that he took wasn't an option for him realistically, you know, a few months back. Yeah. No, you're you're right about that. You are a hundred percent right about that. Uh let's jump off of that topic. Let's uh let's get out of hey, that. Hold one. on, on that, on that now. Okay. College basketball has to make some changes. Oh, college basketball is in trouble if this is a, a thing. What and listen, like, I think they can do one thing. Dan Wetzel has been all over this. He's talked about it for years. They can do one simple thing that that can fix a lot of these issues, which is they go to the model that baseball and hockey and other sports have for college, which is let these kids align for the draft. And if they don't get drafted, let them come back and play college basketball. Yeah. This is the issue that we have. If you want to – Last year alone, either last year or the last two or three years, whatever, Wetzel's done the math, 44 kids have left college basketball to go to the draft and didn't get drafted. Well, guess what? Now they're just out into the world. They are now ineligible to play college basketball anymore, but even though they've only used one or two years of eligibility. Now they can always obviously go to, you know, they can go overseas, they can do whatever. Yeah, but they can't play college. We're we're talking about trying to fix college basketball. Yeah, no, 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 agreed. Agreed. We're not talking about the kids and whatnot. Like if the kids really want to get out, then they can go play overseas, they can go do whatever. But they should be allowed... If they if they want to test the draft and really test it, not go out and like get information, but if they really want to go out and get tested, then they should be allowed to do that. Um, I think we might have lost Chris here. Yep, it appears that we did. Not sure what's happening. <laughs> but yes, if the kids really wanted to get tested, uh, then you know they should be allowed to be drafted or or go into the draft. And if they're not drafted, they should be allowed to come back to school. Um, so, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a crying shame. It's an absolute shame. Uh, I'm going to go on while, while I don't have Chris before he jumps back in, I'm going to get him, uh, he, he should actually jump back in momentarily. (laughs) Good gracious. Um, interesting. Let's see. He's telling me, uh, his computer told him. Your computer restarted because of a problem. Oh, his computer's restarting. Okay, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, we'll get him back in momentarily. I'll uh, I'll continue the show. So, let me make sure and tell him I'm keeping going. Jump back. So, uh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll move on from there. Let's go on and, and discuss uh, JT Daniels entering the transfer portal Uh he is obviously a massive recruit that USC got before this past season. Uh, he played in the 2018 season and then got injured in the first game in the 2019 season. And, you know, 
you would think that he'd be able to come back and compete for his job. Obviously, Keaton Slovis was a fantastic quarterback last year, threw for 30 touchdowns, like almost 3,500 yards. Now, a lot of that had to do with the type of offense that they were running because they brought in Graham Harrell from North Texas. Uh, everybody seemed to believe that he was going to stay for another year and he was going to compete for the job. But the issue is um, he has uh, he has ended up going to, good gracious, everybody's saying that, that we're having bad connections today. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, Keaton Slovis basically won that job last year. And it's going to take a lot for JT Daniels to come in uh, after not having played in Graham Harrell's system for an entire season and be able to win the job. Now, Keaton, Keaton Slovis had his issues as well, but I think that JT Daniels, had he stayed, would have had a good enough shot to be able to uh, win that job at USC. And we got, uh, let's see, we got Chris back in. We got your audio. Yeah, I don't know All what right. the hell happened, man. Ah, man, it's technology. I, I, Michael actually jumped in and said the connection has been pretty bad on my end as well. So uh, maybe we're just having internet problems today uh, or just technology well, my, across my, the My board. computer shut down, so that's... Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a different deal. completely restarted. That's a, that's a whole different deal. Um, so Matt jumped in and said NCAA cannot get that money. Uh, and I don't know if that's in reference to the basketball or if it's not. Uh, <laughs> Matt said your computer's got the Rona. So... <laughs> <laughs> it it may do it. It may do it. So, Maybe. all right. So, what I'm talking about, I, I moved on to JT Daniels entering the transfer portal from USC. Um, okay. This is basically in prep of, let's see, uh, let's see. Uh, Hudson jumped in. JT is really in the transfer portal. Wow. Now, I think we all kind of thought that he might jump in early. Yeah. We had too many quarterbacks at USC that got to play. Yeah. And, showcase their talent last year. And while it was nice to see, man, they're loaded at quarterback. Every time they throw a new guy out there, the team really doesn't struggle or get worse, which that is a credit to Clay Helton. But well, and, also, and Graham Harrell. I mean, it's a, it's a lot well, of Graham dude, Harrell. That's okay, his offense. All right. You, you got to give the head coach some credit as well. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not giving but him credit. Here's the, but here's the yeah. issue. Now other schools are like, hey, you want to ride the pine? Because we got a starting spot. And I totally understand and respect some of these kids are going to leave. Oh, yeah. Now, he, now here's the deal. He could stay at USC, and there are a lot of people that believe that he will. From what, from what has been reported, et cetera, this is in preparation of the NCAA voting on the one-time exemption for transferring without having to sit out. So if he can go to another school and not have to sit out a year, and it, now a lot of – a lot of these guys can come up with reasons for them to not have to sit out anyway. Uh, obviously, the kid down at uh, at Miami, uh, Justin Fields at Ohio State, etc. Like you, you find reasons, right? We've talked about this in the past. But with this, he was like, I don't have to even come up with the reason. Like I can go on and enter the transfer portal, and you know, it, rather than try and battle Keaton Slovis, who had an entire season in Graham Harrell's offense, right. I wouldn't have to deal with that. I can just go somewhere new and start immediately. And that wouldn't be that big of a problem. Now, the issue is, where are you going to go, you know, it, with all these issues with uh, with COVID-19, with schools not being open, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it, it, it could be a little bit of an issue to get into a new school and learn the playbook and figure everything out, right? Like, that, it could be a Well, he a would be issue. just like any incoming freshman. The yeah. difference is, is you know he's got the talent. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he was a five-star. 
He yeah. was he graduated he's more, he's early, came in and more experienced than most schools bringing in an incoming freshman. Yes, it, his if freshman you don't year, have a quarterback, it's no different than him having to learn the playbook. Everybody's going to be on the same playing field when it comes to that. If you got a new coach this year, new offensive coordinator this year, or you lost your quarterback and you're bringing in a new quarterback, they're all going to have the same problems. Everybody's going to have this this world. If we get football at all, they're all going to have the same learning curve. Yeah. Yeah, you got that right. So I don't fault the kid, and, and I don't I don't blame him. And and that, there's lots of opportunities for him to go find a place to play. Yeah. He's better than a whole lot of quarterbacks out there. Now, where he would go, I have no idea. Michael jumped in and asked that. Any ideas where he would go? At this point? At this point, no. I'm no not, clue. Yeah, I got no idea. I mean, no. it, I, at some I think, point in time, we could maybe look back and see who recruited him originally and where are those coaches and what is their quarterback situation. Um because obviously he either liked the school or liked the coach that was there, and you can kind of start speculating those things. But that's as far as the speculation can go yeah. right now. I, I would I would say that he would want to stay West Coast. Obviously, uh, he he went to school out in Santa Ana, California. Um, you know, I, I would think he would want to stay West Coast. But I mean, if it's he's all looking speculation. East Coast, I mean, it's yeah. all speculation. Yeah, at this point, there's there's no idea. Uh, You're only where, guessing that because he grew up in California and he went to a California school. That's yeah. that's our only logic, and that's good logic. I mean, I'd follow that. I'd probably agree with that. But if for some reason, you know, you know, he had South Carolina as one of the schools that he was, you know, considering going to over USC, then do we know that, you know, that has anything to do with it? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Mike Leach offered him um, first. Then USC offered him the next day. Uh, Michigan offered him. Colorado I'm not about people offered him. offering him. Are these places that he was interested no, that, in going this to? Is, it, it, so these were just the offers that he had back in 2016, 2017. Um, now, as far as where he was interested in going, obviously 247, like once you're done, then you know they don't worry about it anymore. But, uh, but this is where like he had offers from Alabama, Colorado. Like I, I could maybe see him going to Michigan. I mean, I could see yeah. that. Uh, Michigan, you know, they, they've got one of the McCaffrey kids, but... So, my first thought was Colorado, knowing that he's a California kid. Yeah. You know, it's not the West Coast, but it's, you know... It's it's close. It, it's very close. similar in lifestyle outside of warm weather and beaches, but but very laid-back, laxed state. Um, and new coach, new organization coming in there, I could, I could a- easily see that. Uh, Stanford offered him as well, so... Yeah. You know, you he, he could do Stanford. He could do uh, LSU offered him in 2017. If, the um, difference between, like, Stanford and USC, offensively speaking, though, is do you want to go run that offense? Yeah. You'd be the greatest quarterback in the world, man, but they're going to handcuff you. A hundred percent. I mean, you're going to hand right. the ball off a whole lot. You're going to run a lot of eye formation. And he and may do that at Colorado, all, too. I mean, all it, because we don't know what All this crazy fun Carl's stuff that's happening in college football with offenses, that, that stuff's gone to die at Stanford. Oh yeah, every everybody assumed that he was going to be perfect for Graham Harrell's offense at USC, yep. and and then it is what it is. So that's right. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Jay Glazer really quick. Jay Glazer announced that he was going to have massive, massive news, and that he wasn't playing around. Uh, it was and he, the, and he gave like a tease for a day, like a yes. full twenty four hour tease. He has a show on FS1 
that is brand new. So we all kind of had to know, all right, like, but he had everybody talking, right? And I think that the, I think that the ratings are probably going to show that it was really well watched until that point, right? Like until he announced what the news was. Uh, it was Fox Football Night. At the, isn't that what it's called? Do you remember? I don't know. Uh, and it, it came on at 10 p.m. Central last night. Rams center Brian Allen is the first NFL player to have uh, COVID-19. To and, test positive, even yeah. though he is asymptomatic. Well, it, it, here's the deal. He's tested twice. Like, he, he had it, and then he was done, and then he was tested again because he got it again. He, he tested positive twice. Now, he's had it for over three weeks. Apparently, it's done now. He's all good. When he first got it, the reason he went and got, uh, went and got tested was because he had no, no smell and no taste. He said he could not sm- He put bath salts up yeah. to his nose to where, like, or sm- what is it, smelling salts? What, it's not bath salts. Bath salts are the thing you eat and you become a zombie or some shit, right? Like, in, <laughs> in that <laughs> but it's some smelling something that you're supposed to be able to smell and it's supposed to make like your sinuses better or whatever. And he he said he couldn't smell anything. He would eat stuff. He said he could drink water or he could drink piss and he wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Like it wouldn't matter. Um, and that's what's kind of frightening about it. Like it's a weird side effect for viruses. But apparently, you lose your taste, you lose your smell, and. All you can do is really feel like the texture on your tongue of what you're eating. Like there's you're you're getting food, but it really doesn't matter what it is. Like if that you you want to know the truth on this, I would I'd be eating every vegetable I could get my hands on if I if all if I didn't this have is, to taste it. This is where like, now as long as you don't get sick, as long as you don't get any of the other symptoms, yeah, and you get sick, if that's all it was, yeah, I could drop some lbs in in 14 days if I just lost my sense of taste and smell. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had a, let's see, Hudson jumped in. He said, uh, I understand that it would benefit USC to keep him because if Slovis gets hurt, then who do you have? Matt Fink? Yeah, back to that, yes, USC. Well, you want as many good quarterbacks as possible. Co- quarterback, too. I mean, every year, if you're at that level program, you should be recruiting quarterbacks every year. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but back to Brian Allen. One, Brian Allen, the issue with this, uh, let's see, Michael said Pat McAfee had a hilarious take on it. Um the deal is like he's he's pretty much anonymous, right? So if this was like if this was Rams quarterback Jared Goff, then it'd be big news. Wholly and, different different conversation. But because it's it's center Brian Allen, I mean he he was a backup uh backup center and then this past year he became the starter, started 9 games, missed the last 7 games of the season due to a, a season-ending injury. It, nobody really knows who this is. And and it doesn't affect anybody at all. And like the guy and the guy's not really sick. Yeah. Like if he was if we had our first case in the NFL and it's somebody that, that got real sick, then it's news. And I'm not saying it's not news. It's not the kind of news that you tease for twenty four hours before yeah. your show and this is the groundbreaking show. Cause let me tell you something. Now you've been the little boy that's cried wolf. Okay. And the next time you tease something, you get E A D. All right. Yep. At, I'm gonna the move issue on is, and I'll wait and let Twitter tell me was it anything worth a damn or not. Yeah. But you're not getting my views. You're just not. No, not anymore. Like if you had just you had lied. you if, lied to me. Yeah, if you had just had Sean McVay on and y'all just talked about whatever, um, you know, and Michael said 
Uh, these days, people have put uh, just about anything up their nose. <laughs> it's, it's true. Well, it's very true. <laughs> I, that was my kind of first thought was, is, you know, he lost his sense of smell, but the first thing he did was go get smelling salts to help it. Like, well, I don't know if it was, the they may have had some in the that? house. They, they might've had some in the house. I'm not, I ain't fretting that. Okay, that's fine. Just cause you, yeah, you, you got it now. You know why you got it in the house? Cause you knock shit out all the time. All right. <laughs> you either do something to knock yourself out or you knock somebody else out. There's no other reason to keep smelling salts around. Okay. They don't smell good yeah. and they don't clean your sinuses. That's not what they're there for. I mean, yeah, they will clean your sinuses, Yeah, but that. That's a bit extreme for trying to just clean your sinuses. Right? I, I agree. That's something a moron will do. I agree. Uh, Matt jumped in. He said the severe symptoms are only seen in people with other medical conditions. Um, and uh, yeah, it, in it, most of the time, I'm going to be careful like, with the only ever talking about this thing with any intelligence. Yeah, because okay? it, obviously we've we've seen, um, you know it. it it's not well, always other medical. It was conditions. only people over sixty, and then a thirty-four-year-old dies, and then we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, and then right. then it becomes a problem. And then it's like, okay, we don't know, we don't know what's happening. So we do. You and me don't know anything about this shit. Yeah. So that's I'm, all I'm, I know is is Jay Glazer lied to me. Did he tell a lie? No. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said I have massive news, and I'm going to break it tomorrow. That's you know so I, I watched McAfee this morning and uh and obviously I was having to work at the same time but one of the things that he brought up is that he actually believes that Glazer thought that this was like a really big st- like he thought it really? was a big story we've got like two hundred thousand people have caught this disease and Glazer knows one of them awesome. well it's it's because it's the first NFL player that's tested positive and he was working cares? out at the Rams facility and da 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 like but who but who cares that you're the first player in this small group of people that make up this organization. Yeah. Well, you got like a point. It's not special. Like it, it really wasn't that big a news when Sean Payton got it. You know? No. But hang on. How is Sean Payton not the first? He's not the first NFL player, but he's the first person in the NFL. And that's more of a bigger deal than this. Yeah, that's a Sean much Payton bigger name. is older. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, the, the whole thing's just... I, I just, I just like I said, man. You, I like Jay Glazer. I he is as well connected to this league as anybody. But I'm don't I don't like that shit. Okay, I don't like the sensationalism of I've got big news, and then everybody gets your big news and it's nothing. It's a dud. It's an absolute dud. I mean, he, it's he just, today. It's laughable. He, he said years and years of building up goodwill gone in one night. Like, and yeah. he he realized what it was. Michael jumped in on Twitch. He said, uh, "You guys don't keep smelling salts next to the bed. Like, no. what's wrong with you?" No. No. <laughs> oh my god! All right. I mean, let's... I don't want to accuse somebody of something, but maybe if you got a habit of knocking your old lady out, you probably do need to keep smelling salts around. But I'm just saying, maybe she <laughs> knocks you out. That's why you keep smelling. I, the only time in my entire life I've ever been around smelling salts was on a football field, and it was when somebody got knocked out. There you go. There you go. That's well. That's the list of all the times I've been around. Of all the reasons why you've ever had to be around it. Let's go somebody on. Somebody was out cold. Let's uh let's jump into this next topic here. The 35th anniversary of Marvelous Marvin Hagler against Tommy the Hitman Hearns, also known as yeah. The War, um at 35 years yesterday. And I didn't realize that you they and I don't. both saw uh some tweets about it. 
uh, today. They don't, they don't make fights like this anymore. Oh, they this just was, don't. It was a world middleweight title fight. Hearns came up a class, a weight class, to get into it. Um, and I went back and watched it today after you texted me about it. And you you, you kind of brought up, hey, maybe, yeah. we, maybe we talk about this. Uh, Hagler ended up winning in the third round. But you can go watch this on ESPN yeah. Plus. It's on YouTube. It's I mean, you can find it just about anywhere. But if if you, you don't want to sit for a twelve round fight, uh, this was as magnificent a fight as you could get because this this wasn't boxing. This was fighting. No, this was incredible. There was no incredible. Yeah, there was no technician in this. This is two dudes that didn't like each other. Oh yeah, and they went out there and the bell rang in round one, and for three minutes straight. They beat the hell out of one another. It was unbelievable to watch. The last um, 45 seconds of that fight are the greatest 45 seconds of a televised a televised fight, event, anything I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, the angles were fantastic. Where the camera guy's up on uh, the apron, and they're in that corner, and for 45 seconds, you just are as close to those guys' heads, and you're watching the punches be thrown at that at that angle from that viewpoint. It was just unbelievable. It was it was the most exciting for three minutes. They don't stop. Yeah, it, it was the most exciting first round in in boxing history ever seen. Um, true, it, true the, gladiators. The first true gladiators. The first round was something else, man. Uh, it, it just the as hard as they were hitting each other, and neither of them ever showed Stumbling. that they were hurt. At all, Hagler's uh, hit the ropes a couple of times. Where I think if the ropes weren't there, he might have went down, but yeah. not much, man. I mean they they just didn't stop. They did, and it wasn't ever a time where one guy got in like five hits and then gassed himself, and the other guy got. I mean, it was just pound for pound, blow for blow, yeah. just swinging. Oh, it was unreal. They they did stop it for a brief second in the third because Hagler had blood running down his face. I mean, he yeah. had a bad, bad cut. And it was almost like you could tell, uh, and Michael jumped in and said, I haven't seen the fight. I've got to go check it out. Yeah, 100% you need it. to watch It didn't this. take long. And the first round no. is really three minutes is what you need. Yes. You need three minutes to get the gist of what it is. The, watch all three rounds. You'll see it all. Well, it's, and it's really only two and a half rounds. I mean, it's, it didn't That's even right. finish the third. I mean, you're, um, in and out. you're in and out pretty quick. It was unbelievable. To go back and watch it again because I I bet I hadn't watched that fight in ten years. It may have been longer, uh, yeah. but I remember watching it. But I I just it had been so long that I just I hadn't I hadn't seen it. And good gracious, it was something else. When you when you brought it up today, I said, man, I I remember a little bit about. It. One I need of, to go back one of the watch. one of the greatest. It's when fighting was fighting. Which yes. when boxing was great. It was. It was. And I don't much know what you have to do to get back to that point. Not, not, and and for safety reasons, we might not ever need to be able to get back to that point. Yeah. But, but they just used. To, this is not old guys reminiscing about the good old days or whatever. All right. Well, this football was nineteen eighty-five. Was not as good as football is today. Okay. Yeah. Like it, the sports, everything back then wasn't always better. That fight back then, those fighters in that time period were far superior to watch than any fight you're going to get today. It was the most boxing. entertaining boxing. And Hudson jumped in on YouTube, said it was a good old slobber knocker. A hundred percent. It was, it was so well worth your time to sit yeah. and watch I mean, that fight. Take 15 minutes of your day and watch one clip. You're in and out. And it's, I mean, the, the walk up to the ring was nothing like the, the build up to the fight 
uh, was was nothing compared to what these yeah. guys do today. I mean, you you saw Tyson Fury come out on a throne. You saw Deontay Wilder come out in like this big Black Panther looking outfit or whatever, like a superhero outfit. Like the walkups now, it, the ring Thank entrance you. is always like this big gigantic entertaining thing. And if it's you don't, they know once they get in there, they just spend half the time dancing around exactly. and maybe hit each other three times around. That's my wife was in the room while I was watching it, and I was like, this is what people want to see. Like this is yeah. my, this is better than any Floyd Mayweather fight out there. Like this is because oh, oh yeah Floyd now, Floyd just he was great at not getting touched. Yeah, and that takes a lot of skill. I don't diminish anything that he was capable of doing, but there was nothing entertaining about him. And I don't know that Floyd could beat up any of these fighters. He was just really good at avoiding all of them. Yes, a hundred percent. And that's. It, that is a and, part and of the sport. fighting should be the guy who can beat up the other guy, not the guy that can avoid the other guy. Yeah, that's, I agree. That's just always that's, been my problem with calling Floyd the greatest fighter in, in history or, or giving him all the accolades that he's gotten is at some point in time, I want to see him fight somebody to where you just have to have a knockout or it doesn't stop. Yeah, that's, and I, I'd, I'd love that. My wife, uh, she, she has told me about her favorite fighters. And it's the little guys, right? She yeah. was at the Olympic trials years ago. Uh, she was, you know, doing the rifle thing. And she said she went over and, and some of the guys invited her and her friends over to see the Olympic boxing trials. And you're, hey, you're right here. It was the Olympic boxing trials, right? Do you remember what year? It was a junior Olympic. Oh, the junior. Okay. So it was junior Olympics. But it was the the smaller guys that were way more uh, interesting, way more exciting to watch because their motor never stopped. Uh, the big that, guys I mean, always tend to lean on each to, other, and that's it slows true down. Today, by the way, yeah, like big big prize fighters, the heavyweight contenders always get most of the accolades. But at the end of the day, if you actually want to watch a more exciting fight, you watch those little guys. Oh yeah, as long as they're not dancing around and avoiding each other and then just playing fun. touch and move. They're awesome. Yeah, at that point, then they're fun. Um, let's see. Matt jumped in, said, "Guys, you smelling salts for lifting the body uh, thinks you're being poisoned, so you get an adrenaline rush." That's kind of interesting. I never knew about that. Uh, and then Michael jumped in and said, uh, "Wilder blamed the loss on uh, on that big ass suit that he had." Yeah, yeah. We we talked a lot about that way back uh, way back when it happened. I don't know that we necessarily believe that, cop but out. you know, that's a that's a cop out. We'll see. I mean, obviously, There's they're going to fight again in October. So, we'll see. Uh, and then Matt said Mayweather can't beat illiteracy. So, <laughs> man, you guys jump in. Hey, listen, there are a lot of prize fighters that can't beat that. That's, That's, you got I'm not going to knock a guy for not being able to read. Hey, yeah. just because you can't read doesn't mean you can't fight. That is the, uh, that's 100% the truth. It's kind All of right. a prerequisite. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, let's jump into the last topic of the day. The Bucks reportedly have O.J. Howard on the trade block. Now, obviously, we can sit here and discuss exactly what that means. Uh, O.J. Howard wasn't the number one tight end anyway. He's just got a ton of potential that hasn't been tapped into yet. Uh, Why do you think he has a ton of potential? Because we, we saw him do it in college. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that he can do it in the pros, but we he didn't do it in college, college at a regular level either. So, uh, he's just he's not built like a regular tight end. He's built more like a wide receiver. He's just big. He's a big guy. Uh, he's, but he's fast. Way he's way too slow to be a wide receiver, and that's that's what's crazy. He's fast. Like I know he's fast, but he's fast he's, for a big guy. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. He's he's too slow for a wide receiver, but he's but he may not be big enough to be like a blocking tight end. I don't know how you can use him, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this: you've been in the league for three years. If you're not good by now, hey, yeah, there it's, ain't no it's not the system. It's not you know you you've had three different play callers working with you trying to get you the football. There's a reason they're trying to trade him because they don't think he's any good. Um, now. When people when people bring up all the weapons that Tampa Bay has, they always say, "Well, they've got like a big three, and they throw his name in there." And I just don't understand where that comes from. I just don't know why he's never been good. Why yeah. would he be good now? No, you you're right. You're right. You're 100 percent right. Um, so I, I think that leads to the question of is is Gronk coming back? Right? Like no, <laughs> Gronk's not coming back. I mean, obviously, everybody wants him to. Everybody wants to talk about it. Um, but he's not. If he was going to go anywhere, it would have to be Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. The issue is, and every, I know everybody wants to jump to these conclusions and what everybody wants to talk about it, but New England still holds his rights. Like they're not just going to yeah, no, give him if away. He came back, he would. If he came back, he would stay in New England. He's not going just because Tom left doesn't mean Gronk would go with him. They're not a package so. deal. I don't know, man. Like I, I think, I think if he was going to come back to the NFL, he'd want to go to the quarterback that he trusts. Right? Like, if he was going to come back just for one year? Well, hey, you can want whatever you want. They have his rights. They're not going to release him. If he came back, he would play for New England. He's not coming back. That's He's a, lost yeah. too much weight. If, He's if you look way at him, too small. Uh, let's see. Gronk. He cannot come back and play. <laughs> Michael said Gronk to Tampa, and then he said Gary and his Bama guys, LOL. Yeah. I know. I'm a little biased. I don't hide from it all the time. Now, sometimes I do, but... But not this go round. Yeah, look, I, I like OJ. Man, we gotta have some evidence as to the, the fact that the dude's good. He's just not good. He yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't been good. He is a bust. He, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't feel like he was properly used at Alabama, and I think if he—that's the best place he had. That's I know the most productivity he's ever had. Yeah, I mean, he, so if it, he wasn't properly used there, then nobody can. Use, then he's worthless. Yeah, I mean, you're you're 100 right. But the, I think his biggest issue at Alabama was uh, he wasn't big enough to be a blocking tight end, and he's not fast enough to be a wide receiver. So, what linebackers do you do in this league can cover him? Yeah, and if you're if you're a tight end and you can't get away from linebackers, then you can't play. Yeah, you just uh, can't play. It, he well, if you can't get away from linebackers, to go up and get the ball like your Gronks can, like your Jimmy Graham's can. Yeah, you know, like your Antonio Gates could. You you have to have great athleticism, and I I thought he had all of those measurables. He just doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. We got three years of tape to show he doesn't. Yeah, we got a team that drafted him in the first round. Oh yeah, they, they are invested in him being good, so they don't lose their job. And guess what? He's not. He's just not. Do you think Tom Brady has uh has a say in what they do with their roster? Not right now because he doesn't know any of these guys. The only way he would is if there was somebody he wanted to bring in. That would be the only way he would be able to call. He would say, call this person. I want them. That would be it. But saying somebody that's already currently there doesn't need to be there. He doesn't have enough information. And he's also never been that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he's never been that with the Patriots. He's never, we have no history that he wants to control the roster. Yeah. And that's, I think you're right. That was a big rumor coming out is any team that signed Tom was going to have to give him uh, some control over the roster. And I 
that just seemed kind of ludicrous that, to that, me. That just seemed, that, that, we have we have twenty years of evidence that says that's just not true. That's just not true. Yeah, I mean you got that right. I, twenty years is a long, long damn time. That's a <laughs> lot of evidence. Michael said, "What's uh, what's the price for Gronk? O'Brien would give up a first. Uh, probably. I mean, <laughs> but Gronk. Why would you just trade? Like, coming. Yeah, he's not coming. Back. He's not, not big enough back. anymore." I mean, he's, it, he's half the man that he was. He's easily lost 60 to 70 pounds. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen him recently, that, he ain't in football shape. He ain't even just, close. He, he just can't play football anymore at that size. No. Because he's not fast enough to be a wide receiver, and he can't block anymore because yeah. all that weight that he lost was all muscle mass. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't I mean, have he, hardly fat. He didn't have much fat on to begin with. No, he he's, he's 60, just 70 a, pounds. You quit playing. He's partying. Because you've lost all that muscle. Yeah, he's enjoying himself. Now, he's he's still got some muscle. He still looks good. Oh, he's no, lean, he's still jacked. But, but he's not nearly as big as he was. No, he was a gargantuan human. And, and the biggest thing about Gronk was he was big enough to be a blocking tight end, but he could also go out and you couldn't cover him. Right, it wasn't go. that he was no. necessarily fast. He wasn't the fastest tight end, but he, he can find how a to position his body to, yes. to to basically block you out. You got that right. You got that. I mean, right. He was just a master at boxing out, going up and getting the ball, high pointing it. I mean, he you know stretching out. He he just knew how to find the the football, and he was the best blocking tight end in the history of football. Yes, I mean in the league. Yes, it, it wasn't even close. wasn't even close. Yeah. So. Oh yeah yeah. All right, I guess that's going to wrap up uh, today's show. Is there any other topic we need to hit on? Anything breaking nope. on Twitter or anything? No, I don't see any breaking news. So I think uh, I think we should be Von good. Von Miller has coronavirus. Get out of here! Is that is that recent? Yep that that just broke. Yep. Okay, hold on. Let me. <laughs> we might that, need to do that. Jay Glazer is bigger news than anything you got because Von Miller is a dude. Von Miller has coronavirus. You think what I made a, that up? No, I'm just like I'm. I'm surprised that it broke right while we were doing the show. Uh, now, normally you and I don't pay attention to this, but wow. Okay, so Von Miller it, did did Jay Glazer break it? No, Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport, NFL star. Forty-one minutes ago, NFL star and Super Bowl Fifty MVP Von Miller has a confirmed case of COVID nineteen. His agent. Uh, Joby Branion of Vanguard SG tells me the Broncos stars at home resting and in good spirits. He plans to speak publicly tomorrow. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, now I, I would imagine that he's probably like these guys. <laughs> Michael jumped in on on Twitch and said, "Give him some smelling salts." <laughs> don't I don't know if that's going to help that. I mean, listen, I am not a doctor. I played one at one time in life, but that was it. I, I'm not I'm not a doctor. I don't I don't pretend to know, but I'm pretty sure smelling salts doesn't cure corona. I, w- I would guess not, but if it does, my gosh, there will be a rush on them and hopefully somebody's got some stock in that. But good lord. That's uh that's it. That's that's a lot bigger news than uh than it's Brian Allen. a lot Allen. bigger news and yeah. we didn't need anybody to tease it. We just looked down. Yeah, it just it, it just happened. And, and had it. There you go. That's, didn't uh, need 24 hours of waiting to find some player I didn't know existed in the NFL had this thing that you know, 500,000 people across the world have. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, You're a person and you caught one of the most contagious things going around right now. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh 
Yeah, I'm looking. There's nothing else that uh, that broke while we were doing this. I mean, that, that's that's the crazy thing about no, doing it, a live that's show. Good. That's big. That's yeah, pretty that's big. Well, that's big. That's big. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Um, Von Miller has coronavirus. That's in, and there's no other. That's details. how you break news, Jay Glazer. Yeah, you need to go talk to Ian Rappaport. That's what's two up. two rookies here taking your job. You know, Rap was a um, Rap was an Alabama beat writer for a long time. Or not a long time, but a, a few years there, and then he he took an NFL beat writing job, and it just became this massive star. He had like a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, and now because of what he's turned into, he's got like two point two million or some crap. I mean, it's it's insane. He's really good at what he does. Oh, he's he's really good at good. what he does. Oh my god, I, I was so pissed when uh, when Alabama lost him as their beat writer because I mean he was just so good at his job. He always had the information before anybody else. I mean, it was just crazy. Uh, Rappaport, yeah, 2.2 million followers on Twitter. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, let's see. The Broncos are aware of the situation surrounding Von Miller. Obviously, all best wishes are with Miller at this time. Um, see, but that, that's the thing about this coronavirus thing. Um, like, some guys, it's it, it's going to be nothing. Because they, Von, you're not going to find somebody that's more healthy than Von Miller. You know? Okay. Like, he, he takes care of himself, so, like, he's going to beat this, and it's not going to be a problem. Well, we don't, have, we don't know that. We don't know that. Okay, that's true. We don't, we don't know it, but eh, I don't know. And th- the way that this thing has been gonna going. he's going to be okay because he's in a demographic that statistically he's okay, but we know that statistics are often wrong. Somebody is the, you know, the, the thing that, you know, that, that breaks the rule. I wonder how long he's had this and if he just decided to come forward with it because because they announced last night that Brian Miller had it. I wonder if, it, like, maybe it's... Obviously, we just found out about this, so I'm, I'm trying to gather my thoughts on it. But maybe he didn't want to be the first person in the NFL to have it. But he wasn't. It, Sean, Sean Payton was. So. But, but I'm talking about first NFL player to oh, have okay. it. He didn't want to be All the right. first player so to have it. we're back to semantics. We're we're making yeah. this thing smaller, but he's now he's the first Bronco, so <laughs> he's the first good player. He's the first defensive player, or player that anybody knows. <laughs> he's the first. So good like, player. like we're just gonna keep <laughs> recategorizing things until you fit in this circle where we want you to fit. Oh, hey, so so Michael, obviously our our Denver Broncos uh, uh, expert here, he said, I'm sure Vaughn will be good. He was training in San Francisco, though terrible place to avoid the Rona. I didn't realize he was training in San Francisco. That's that's probably not where you want to be training uh, while smart. this is going on. It's not smart. No, not not at all. There's a ton of international I, I travel. I believe in California. Listen, all these rich NFL folks, listen, there's, there's good land in Mississippi, and they oh, have yeah. a whole lot of people here. Yeah, it's, it's better to train down here, obviously. I, I, we'll, we'll go and throw yeah. that out there. I, You'll I'm find the mountains you. of Smokies. I mean, you can find – listen, there yeah. are nice places across this country where there aren't just millions of people on top of one another. That's it. Man, so it, it, this is way off topic. Uh, I saw this video today of like a San Francisco cable car from 1905 or whatever it was. And and it was the most insane crap I've ever seen in my life. Right? So I, I retweeted the video and I tagged uh, the San Francisco cable car museum in it. Because that we went and saw that last summer when we went out to San Francisco. And I said, you know, I never saw this. But we visited the cable car museum and it was fascinating and whatnot and you know they responded and then i got a whole bunch of people responding to it about this but uh but san francisco man like every time i go out it is 
there are, I, I can go blocks. I can go miles without hearing anybody talk uh, in English. Like, it is the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. And I know that San Francisco has, like, on the flight there, there were guys coming from all over creation. Like, just, just my flight out there, it was guys from Atlanta, it was guys from New York, it was guys, I mean, they were connecting through uh, Charlotte, and they were connecting through Denver, and they were connecting through Dallas, and all these different, you know, connecting flights. San Francisco is a hotbed for international travel. Like, it's, it's almost yeah, the it's same as New York. It's a major city in the world. It's insane. Did you not realize that? No, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no clue. I mean, I knew it was like, I, I knew there were a lot of people coming in there. Uh, I just didn't know that. I didn't know the details. Does that make sense? I know it's absurd. I know. I should have done my research. But when we went out there you last summer. Have, listen, you don't, you don't have to do research. It's it's one of like the, the, the seven, six, five biggest cities in the country. It, it's only 49 square miles wide. Like it's, that's it. Okay. It's seven by seven. Do you know how like, big New York City is? It's smaller than that. that. Yeah, I'd I'd guarantee it. I'd guarantee it. So, but it's, but San Francisco is, I mean, basically an island for the most part. I understand it's connected, but like, you know, it's got all these bodies uh, of water around it and whatnot. I mean, it's, yeah. Either way, uh, Michael said, you can't, you couldn't pay me to go to San Francisco. Great place, but it's been ruined. Um, I don't know, man. It's still, you know, and now granted, I didn't spend the entire time in San Francisco. Uh, We spent a couple of days in San Fran. We went to, Santa Cruz, we went down to um, Big Sur for a little while. We, I mean, we were all over the place. But, yeah, I'm, I understand where you're coming from. I understand. It is what it is. All right. We, we, went, we went real long again. It is what it is. I enjoy these conversations, though. God bless. I want to I get us a – here's what I want, Chris. I want a team of guys and for us to just be able to sit and, and bullshit for two hours. That's what I want every day. And just cut up the segments and put them online – and, and that be how we make our money. That's what I would like to do. I want a team. I want a video crew. I want guys that we can talk to besides just me and you. That's what I want. Hopefully, we'll get there one day. But right now, it's just me and you and this uh, shitty internet connection. So, is, is what it is, right? Uh, let's see. Michael said it's the West Coast, New York. Yeah, I could, I could, I could buy that. I could buy that. That, that kind of seems what San Francisco is. So, all right. It's 530. You ready to get out of here? Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right. Von Miller has coronavirus is the last topic of the day. Uh, Go to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Twitch, uh, Instagram, Twitch, whatever. All the different places. You can find them over at winningcureseverything.com. Do us a favor. Leave us a nice review on the podcast. Leave us some comments on the YouTube. And share the show out. Tell your buddies about it. We always appreciate that. Uh, if there's nothing else, Chris, I'm, I'm guessing nothing else, right? We are all nope. good. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for joining in on the chat. We will see you all again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.